Well, hello, Christine. How are you? Oh, hi, Mark. Um, I'm not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Thank you. It's uh, it's quite a nice day. It was very wet this morning. I went for a walk and uh, got properly wet. But now I'm sitting at home uh, feeling quite cosy. What about you? How are you? Well, I've had a cold. Uh, it's been I've had a heavy cold really over the last more than a week now. So I'm I'm feeling okay, uh, but not at my complete best. So my voice might be a little bit croaky today, but mm. I, I expect we'll manage. I think we will. Well, welcome everyone. This is the podcast English for Life in the UK. Uh, This is for those of you who want to improve your English and at the same time learn more about life in this country. And uh, what are we doing today then, Christine? Well, we're doing um, one of the very first things that are at at the top of the citizenship test or, or the Life in the UK study, uh, called the Values and Principles of the UK. Yeah, so important stuff. Some difficult language in it, I think. So um, uh, don't worry, listeners, if you don't understand everything first time through. But um, we'll do our best to talk things through with you and have a discussion about some of these uh, important values and principles. So the government handbook starts by saying British society is founded on a number of fundamental values and principles. So that's basically saying these things are important to our society. They un, You can say they underpin our way of life. That is, they support they're the basis of our way of life. So, Mark, what are those fundamental principles of British life that are mentioned in the guide? Well, there's five of them, Christine. Uh-huh. They are democracy, the rule of law, individual liberty, tolerance and participation in community life. Uh-huh. So would you like to say a bit more about that what, what's democracy okay well i guess democracy at its heart is about citizens being able to choose their government mm-hmm. um through elections through a system fair system of voting uh, i think it also needs to include the ability of people freedom of speech so people can say what it is they stand for and what they want Uh, You probably have to have a a reasonably free press, the media, so that ideas can be um, put over to citizens and exchanged and people can debate things in that way. Hmm. Um, But but essentially, it's that's what it's about. It's about citizens being able to choose and hold to account their government. And the next one is the rule of law. What would you say that meant? Okay, so this, I guess, is about, uh, first of all, having a system by which laws are 
made in a fair and agreed way in our country. It's Parliament that makes the laws. And then once those laws have been approved, that citizens have to obey those laws. They have to live by the, the, that, those, that rule of law. And if they don't, that there is a system by which people um, can be uh, uh, tried in, court, in a court of law and decide whether or not they have actually uh, obeyed the law or not. Hmm. Yeah, so fair trials and punishments. People yeah. Don't, yeah. People don't obey yeah. the law. Hmm. The next one, I think, was individual liberty. What? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned this in a sense as part of democracy, because I think it is important that people are free to uh, express their views and to some extent to live their life in the way they choose to. Um, certainly as opposed to some countries where uh, which are you, you might call a, oppressive countries, countries where actually uh, there are lots of things you're not allowed to do. Um, but this always has to be within the law. So it goes back to that rule of law idea as well. Yeah. Um, and y the other thing about individual liberty is that there have to be limits on it, because what you can't do is say that people can do things which then end up harming other people or uh, restricting other people's freedoms. Hmm. Hmm. And so the next one was tolerance. Yeah, tolerance. I think people will understand what that, that is about. Um, the ones, the things that are mentioned specifically in the guide is tolerance of those with different faiths and beliefs. Uh -huh. So that's about accepting that there are people who will have different religious beliefs, different political beliefs, um, different uh, ways of wanting to lead their lives and that uh, the British society is tolerant of those, of those differences. Yeah. And then the last one, participation in community life. Well, that's about citizens getting involved um, in their local communities. Part of that will be through voting at local level, uh, but it's also volunteering, joining together, uh, the charity that you and I work for, for example, Christine, you would, you could say, couldn't you, as part of we are participating in our community by by uh, being involved as volunteers in, in that charity. Mm. So I think that's that's broadly the idea behind that. Mm. Well, they seem fairly straightforward. But what what difficulties do you see any problems in there, Mark? Well, I suppose they are big ideas and um, the British society is not perfect in any of those. Um, it's almost certainly a lot better than many countries that the people we work with regularly come from because they have fled from those countries because of oppression, because of a lack of freedom, a lack of democracy, um, as well as in some cases economic reasons as well. And war. Um, but I would say there are things that in this country which where we need to keep working at these things. So as an example, our democratic system, I mean, there are some people who would say, well, 
our system of voting, the way we vote, um, is rather limiting in that we end up, in most cases, with a government that comes from either one of only two political parties. That's in England. Yeah. Um, so I suppose um, the smaller parties, the minority views, are rarely represented in government. That, that I think, is, is one of the challenges. Um, and it's interesting that some of the devolved governments, that is the governments in the separate countries, that's Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland, they have different systems of election uh, to those. So, you know, that that is a debate, if you like, I guess. And of course, um, as well as the House of Commons with the members of Parliament who are elected, there is another chamber, government chamber, the House of Lords. And those people are mainly appointed. Yeah. They're not elected. Appointed or indeed there are still some who get their place there simply by having been born into that family. Hmm. Um, now, obviously, they don't have the same history. power as the House of no. Commons, but they do play a, a part, a part in governing the country. Yeah. Yeah. What about individual liberty? Well, I think the the question there really is about um, how do you decide what the limitations are? Mm. Um, and uh, there will be differences of view about, um, and, and certainly we have introduced limitations. Many of the laws of the land do limit our freedoms because they say you are not, for example, allowed to... Um, deliberately discriminate and infringe against certain other people's rights um, in, in the way in which you act. So I think there are, it, it, the debate is about where the, the limit of that individual liberty is, because it isn't complete, you are not completely free to act in the way that you want to. Yeah. And then the tolerance Yes, I, I, I know, Christine, you were, you were saying to me that you think you're not entirely comfortable with the word tolerance. No, I, I, I was saying that. It just seems to be such a low target. Normally, you would use that word tolerate. Can you tolerate that nasty smell? It means putting up with something you don't like. I think that is a very low bar to set people and yet it's held up as a an aim i would have what, what would you is there something you'd add to it or change I, the wording i think respect mm. is an important element there respect for those with different faiths and beliefs it's not just tolerance that we want yeah i would agree mm. i would agree and i think that maybe brings in um, uh, certainly one other area that I think is missing from that list is, is there's nothing there about equality. There's nothing about equality of opportunity. And I would say that is a fundamental part of, of, of our British society. And that's much more than tolerating difference. That's actually saying that there needs to be equality of opportunity, whatever people's um, background and circumstances. Yeah. And and in law, I mean, British institutions, you know, all organisations have a duty to promote good relations between different 
different faiths, people of different faiths, different communities, um, and so on. And that's not mentioned there. Another thing that surprises me or disappoints me is that there's not mention of human rights. I mean, this is an understanding that's a global understanding um, ratified by the UN, what human rights are. And British society does respect human rights. Um, but for some reason, they're talking about the fundamental principles of British life and they don't mention them. I mean, human rights are things like the right to life, your right to respect for private and family life, um, your right to a fair trial, your right not to be tortured, those things which are universally acknowledged to be human rights are not mentioned, but instead they've picked out these five, five elements and saying they're fundamental principles of British life. I mean, they're not really very different from many other countries in the world. The same fundamental yeah, principles. Certainly. I would agree. I mean, certainly I would not say these are in any sense unique to, to Britain um, and indeed not unique to the Western world either. Um, uh, you, you will find these as important rights in a number of countries. Yeah. And the last one, uh, five participation Well, part, participation, I suppose, again, there, the question would be, how limited is that participation? Is it, it, are there enough opportunities for people to participate at a local level in their community? Does everybody have access to, um, uh, to the resources at a local level to enable them to do that? Um, certainly, I think part of our role that we play is trying to help people so that they are in a position where they can participate actively in, in their local community. Mm -hmm. And sadly, I think there are some people who at the moment are very much kind of on the fringes and um, don't really uh, get engaged, probably don't know how to get engaged with, with their local communities. I think the other thing I'd want to say linked to this idea of participation is the idea of actually people working together on things, doing things together. So we've got in these values individual liberty, but I think as important, if not more important, as a value and principle of our society is about us sharing things, doing things in partnership, doing things together. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a word not used very often. We might say collectivism. Mm. That means coming together to do things. And I'm thinking of things like, well, the origins of the trade union movement in this country, for example, or social groupings of various sorts. Certainly the work we do, Christine, you and I, with, with St. Augustine's, we very much do that in partnership with other organizations and we do it together together with the people who we're there to to try and help so i would say that's an important additional 
value that I'd like to suggest. Yeah, I think you're. I think I agree with you, Mark. I mean, it is something that's that's very common in this country. I mean, people are joiner inners. They 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 get together to do things. Yeah, and it, it's interesting. I mean, these these fundamental principles of British life. I expect if you went and asked people in the world, including in this country, what they think of as the fundamental principles of British life, they'd say things like, well, queuing, respecting a queue, or the not make a fuss, let's not make a fuss. What else? Or being being polite, saying please and thank yes. you. Yes, yes. Yeah. I suppose the argument would be those are not really fundamental principles and values, but I think they are an a part of the you might say the culture, the culture. of British society. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, that's very interesting. Thank you, Christine. And uh, we hope listeners will have found that useful. Language support. This is the part of the podcast where I choose a few of the phrases used in this episode and explain them in a little more detail and talk a bit about the language we've used. So I'm going to start with two or three phrases that we use just to make sure people have understood them. At one point we talked about uh, needing to hold to account the government. That's part of democracy to hold the government to account. Now, to hold somebody to account for something means to make sure they do what they've agreed to do. So in the case of a government, at an election time, they will say, this is what we're uh, promising or planning to do. And then it, it, citizens will be able to then hold that government to account. Did they do what they say they were going to do? And that might then influence whether they support that government next time round. Uh, second phrase that I thought might be useful was talked to, when we were talking about participation, we said there were some people who were on the fringes of society. To be on the fringe of something is to be on the edge. A fringe is usually usually the edge of a piece of material, but you can talk about being on the fringe, on the edge of society. So those are those people who aren't really fully involved and fully engaged. They're on the edge, on the fringe. Finally, I thought it might be helpful just to reflect on some of the phrases that Christine and I used when we were discussing uh, difficult ideas and we wanted to express a view but we weren't absolutely certain or we recognised there were people who would take a different view. And we used a number of different ways of saying that. So 
uh, amongst those was, I suppose the argument would be, I suppose the argument would be, so that's saying uh, somebody else might argue, might want to express this particular opinion, but I'm not sure about that, so I say I suppose. Another one is, it just seems to be, and that seems to be is another way of expressing a certain amount of uncertainty. Um, another point we said, they seem fairly certain, fairly, uh, seem fairly, again, uh, is that. And then one more I picked out was, this, I guess, is about, that's a phrase I used, and when you guess something, normally you're kind of not, not at all sure and you're just hoping you might be right. But in this case, when I say, when I say, I guess, this I guess is about, I'm saying I'm, I, I'm, I'm fairly sure, I think, I'm pretty sure this is right. But I'm not absolutely sure, so I say, I guess. So those are just a few examples of fairly commonly used ways in everyday conversation when you're not absolutely sure about something. That's it for today. Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you found it useful. A reminder that you can get the written transcript for this episode. It will appear in a few days' time on our website. That's www.staugustinecentrehalifax.org.uk There you will also find links to all the previous episodes and you can also contact us through our email address, which is EnglishForLifeInTheUK at gmail.com. So that's it for this week. Take care of yourselves and keep practising your English. Bye for now. <laughs>